This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash fool and enter the promo code fool. It's Thursday, August 18th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Mr. Bill Barker. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're doing. Uh, we're, this is one of those episodes we've started doing this over the past few weeks, where we're taping this episode. We're also doing Facebook Live video, so people who are on the Facebook are actually getting this episode of Market Foolery live. People who listen on the podcast, as as most of the dozens do, they listen on the podcast. They'll be getting it later today. So you know, just something to keep in mind if you're uh, you know if in the middle of the day you're on the Facebook and you want to just watch a, a live, unfiltered, no editing. Wow, this is this is going off the rails. <laughs> Already, we're going off the rails. Um, you're, you're you're pitching, you know. If later on you didn't get this live, you can still get the experience of, of what it would have been like to watch it live, as if that's an, an improvement. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, people will decide for themselves. Um, we've got earnings. Uh, we've got retail earnings, and we've got an update on yesterday's story about McDonald's. And the latest news out of the Federal Reserve. Let's start with the uh, the biggest bricks and mortar retailer, and that's Walmart. Second quarter revenue came in just north of 120 billion dollars, which, among other things, is a nice reminder that for whatever you think of Walmart's business, they sell a hell of a lot of stuff. And for the eighth quarter in a row, same store sales were up, and uh, consequently the stock up a little bit as well. Little bit, yeah, uh, and it's it's back to having a good year as a stock after a very weak year last year. So it's it's reversed some of the problems uh, that it had, and it is back to same store sales uh, improvement, uh, a little bit less than two percent uh, in in the U.S. So matching more or less the growth of of the U.S. economy. Uh, of course, the the 1.6 number there is is not inflation adjusted, so it's actually not growing quite as fast as the U.S. economy, which you would kind of expect because they're still, you know, re- retail is still going uh, more online, so they're losing a little bit there despite uh, making some efforts with their acquisition of Jet.com, which hasn't, you know, you're not going to see that in the numbers yet, but. Uh, but they're growing about the same rate as the U.S. economy. Well, and you know, you think about one of the big stories with Walmart last year, and it was the raising of minimum wage, and how is that going to impact their performance short term? And I, th- I think this is this is one of those companies where, uh, for whatever else you want to say about management, um, management's been very upfront, very transparent about uh, the investments that they're making. Both in their employees, but also, um, uh, you know, earlier this year they closed down uh, some of their locations that weren't performing as well. And you know, they 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 do a re- I think they do a really great job of of telegraphing what they're going to do and why they are doing it. Yeah, and and you bring that back to the minimum wage, which is a a popular thing uh, in in some parts of the presidential election, for instance. And so they they had initially. Given the guidance on raising the minimum wage, and then several months later, sort of broke out what that actually was going to mean for profitability, and it was a rather uh, large surprise to some when you actually did the math that that this would impact profitability in in the way that they 
revealed it would, and that hurt the stock. Uh, now that's been absorbed. That information's been absorbed. I'm not sure that you know across the economy the the real costs to profitability uh, have been broken out for you know people, the electorate. That that all um, you know when you say raise the minimum wage, it seems like free money, but it, it's got to come from somewhere. And as as minimum wage continues to be you know something that does does rise uh, in a number of jurisdictions and perhaps federally eventually uh, that'll have some cost uh, on a number of other um, you know uh, companies out there Walmart is sort of a preview of that and and having said that yes it took a big hit last year on that and it's recovered quite a bit of that uh, in the stock price since this year how should someone looking at this company and this how should they think about it as a potential stock in their portfolio if you're looking at this and thinking you know what they got a lot of stores they're selling a lot of stuff i don't think the stock in and of itself will necessarily set the world on fire but i think that this is a, a stable business that's going to be around for, at least for the next 10 years is this you know can you make a, a decent case for this being in someone's portfolio yeah, you can make a decent case for it being in someone's portfolio because the valuation is not extreme. Over the last 10 years, all right, it's up 7% annually. Over the last 10 years, uh, the S&P 500, about 7.5%. So, it's been an underperformer as a stock, but largely matching the economy and, and the stock market. And that is, I think, what you would expect. is It's going to match the economy more or less. It's going to fall a little bit uh, in terms of market share to Amazon, uh, but it, it is making more of an investment in its online presence, and that's going to help slow that down. It's, it's focusing more on international. I think nine out of 11 international markets showed uh, comp gains for the recent quarter, so that's good. Um, and, and yeah, you don't expect it to dramatically outperform or, or underperform. Let's move on to L Brands. Shares up four percent this morning after a pretty strong second quarter. This is the another bricks and mortar retailer that is the parent company of Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret, and kind of like with Walmart, part of the story with this quarter is surprising on the upside when it comes to same store sales. And in this case, comps up three percent. That's that's pretty solid considering we're talking about a business that is pretty. Heavily levered towards malls. Yeah, now they do have an online presence as well, but they are, as you point out, levered toward malls. And it's been uh, a phenomenal run for the company over the last 10 years, uh, but taking very much of a pause uh, in, in the last 12 months. Uh, this has something to do with the departure of the CEO of the, the Victoria's Secret um, chain. And uh, people wondering, well, is, is she leaving after this phenomenal run that she had? Uh, while things are as good as they're going to be, uh, if so, let's get out. Um, the stock's had a great run, uh, so it has sold off this year, which is very unusual considering uh, how phenomenal it's been over the last ten years. Uh, but you know, today back up a little bit. It's the same store sales numbers are broken out for every month. So the July numbers were already out there anyway. There wasn't any big surprise there. Uh, really, this is more of a bounce off of, of the stock having sold off this year. 
they're not uh, they're not asking for my advice over at Bath and Body Works, but I'm going to offer some unsolicited advice because I was just in one the other day over the weekend. Who were you uh, buying a present for somebody? Uh, so just I was getting something for your bath. I, uh, I was at the Pentagon City Mall um, and was with my uh, one of my daughters, and she wanted to go in there and buy like a soap or something for herself and, and a little something for her older sister, and. I'm I'm a fan of you know those types of scented scented candles. Sure, scented soaps, fine. You 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 can talk me into those. A big fan. I understand. I wouldn't I wouldn't say a big fan, but I, you know I'm enough of a fan. But here's the thing, they're they're trying way too hard with different scents. Like you know, it's not enough to have oh this is a pumpkin spice latte candle. It's it's a marshmallow pumpkin spice latte. It's like no, you don't need like just skim. Yeah, just, 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 just double shot. Just dial it back. You don't need so many cents. They're trying a little too hard, is what I'm saying over at Bath and Body Works. Really? I think they are. They're doing pretty well. Maybe, maybe you don't know what you're talking about. I clearly don't. <laughs> I clearly don't. If left to you, what would the next cent be? I, th- there would just be fewer of them. That's that's my. See, thing. you don't know what you're doing at yeah, all. Yeah. You know what? Bath and Body Works, forget <laughs> I said any of that. You just keep on doing what you're doing. They're doing it. So Bath and Body Works is uh, gets. We've spent more time talking about them than Victoria's Secret, which is odd uh, for this company because usually it's all Victoria's Secret. Uh, and in terms of what drives in, L brands, in terms brands. of what is covered, right? And part of the reason for that is if you're watching CNBC, they have their standard B roll that they are desperate to play. While talking about the L Brands earnings, right, it's from the annual Victoria's Secret uh, model runway show. Yes, yeah. they, they spend more time on on L Brands earnings than the next comparable company, right? Because their their audience enjoys the video, I think, right, or that's their their interpretation. And you know, for and, and so for we're for doing an, video, but we don't have that. And so for us right. to talk about Victoria's Secret, and just, for an, for an audio podcast, we'll just, you know just we can do the sense, yeah, you know. <laughs> But but L Brands, uh, I was going to get to uh, Bath and Body Works. Uh, it is a much bigger chunk of the profitability of the company uh, in comparison to the total sales than you would think. It's about um, a third of, of the profitability. Bath and Body Works is. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it it it's about half of the profit profitability of Victoria's Secret in the U.S. So so, um, but much much less than that in terms of sales. So those candles, which you. Can't believe they're selling so many cents of are very high margin things, you know. There you go. So then, yeah, I should, you know, and the soaps the, the, that you re- also enjoy. The retort to me from from someone at Bath and Body Works is like, oh, too many cents. Yeah, look at our profit margins. It's kind of like if you're at a, a sporting event and it's just like, hey, look at the scoreboard. Right. And just look at the scoreboard. Okay. What you need to do is go talk to your daughters about like, do you find there are too many cents here? Because I think they're more the target audience than you are. I'm gonna to have to do some research on this. Yeah. Um, before we get to our next story, gotta mention that uh, this episode of Market Flurry is brought to you by Casper. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing the savings directly onto the consumer. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. And I, you know, probably Bath and Body Works, they're saying, hey, we're obsessive about our scents. We know what we're doing. Casper's like, you know what? We know what we're doing with our mattresses too. We've talked about this in the past, their obsession with this. Yeah. And it's you're saying the good kind of obsession. The good kind not of not the kind where not you the need creepy 
like help. N- not, not a lifetime movie, like the boyfriend who seems nice at first and then he becomes creepy. But he's obsessed. obsessed with your bed. Right. Yeah. And then it's just, you know. Speaking of going off the rails, um, here, let's go back to Casper because here's the thing. Here's the thing, and and you've you've gone through this. We've all been through this. You go to buy a mattress. What do you do? You go to a showroom, and you have to lie down. That's that's never a comfortable experience. Go with Casper because you don't have to go to the showroom. They'll deliver it right to your home, free delivery, and you get to test it out for a hundred days. And if you don't like it, you return it. Painless, no problem. You get a twin mattress for five hundred dollars, a king size mattress for nine fifty, and you can save an additional fifty dollars towards a mattress purchase by going to Casper.com/fool and entering the promo code fool. That's Casper.com/fool. Enter the promo code fool. Terms and conditions apply. But then again, don't they always? All right. Yesterday, Mark Reese and Taylor Muckerman talked about the exciting news from McDonald's. That fitness trackers were going to be included in Happy Meals, and today I'm sad to report that that has come to an abrupt end, because McDonald's has issued a recall due to reports of skin irritations associated with, and this is the key part, not with their food, not with the food, but actually wearing the fitness tracker. So the fitness tracker works, but if you actually put it next to your skin, reportedly. Some of you might get irritations, and so massive recall. Like, are, are little bits of the paint flaking off on you? Or I what? don't know. I haven't had this experience. Uh, People I, are putting it on too tight. I don't know, man. All I know is McDonald's said, "Oh, this idea that we were probably pretty excited about. Um, now we have to completely reverse course." You, you, you or the, the, those on the show yesterday were not excited about it at all no. to start with. And if you missed yesterday's episode, definitely you, you can just fast forward to the last five minutes because it is a wonderful mini rant by, by Mark and Taylor just saying, what, what are you doing, McDonald's? Just, just this is the end. You don't need to do this. Just, and, and by the way, parent, like really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy my six-year-old a Happy Meal and then put a fitness tracker on him or her? No, just, just get your kid outside and give him a ball. Don't give, don't give your six-year-old a fitness tracker. Give him a ball. Well, don't you think? Yes, I agree with that. But, but they, it's like a toy, right? So they, they put it on and then they, they jump around and, and count their steps, which is more uh, exciting than you know getting a, like a little troll or whatever. You yeah. Know, some like Star Wars thing that breaks by the time you've left the the, the restaurant. Right. Well, and and now they have to go back to that, which now apparently they're they're breaking right away and and gouging your skin. You're saying I'm not. No skin irritations. I didn't say anything about gouging. There's nothing <laughs> in the report about I, gouging. I, <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth. It's just interpreting. <laughs> You're interpreting incorrectly. Uh, isn't McDonald's the largest toy distributor in the world? And it's because of the Happy Meals. I think in raw numbers they are. Could be. For a moment I, there, I, I thought, wow. I wasn't asked to know that data point before this show. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I don't know why I'm being asked to uh, opine about it. For for one moment yesterday, I did have that thought like, wow, they could be a, the, this could be big for them. This could be a huge distribution point for, for fitness trackers. And it's like, nope, we got, we got to recall all of them. Was this an Olympics tie in? Uh, no, I don't think it was. Because they, they get, they get uh, very Olympics y over at McDonald's. Yes, they, they do. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, the IOC lawyer. I'd seen some reports here and there. The, the 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 latest one I saw was related to Brooks Running, which is a subsidiary of Berkshire Hathaway. That um, 
Brooks, uh, because they are not an official sponsor of the Olympics, apparently they're not allowed to use the word or something like that. So they're they're referring to it as like all promotions. They're referring to it as like the the quadrennial sports event south of the equator, <laughs> something like that. Which you know, I give them credit for being creative there. Uh, final story before we wrap up: the Federal Reserve, which has been increasingly transparent over the last fifteen years or so. Um, and I remember when Ben Bernanke was the Fed chairman, it was uh, it was a, a big deal when Ben Bernanke said he was going to do press conferences, um, and that was an, another step in the transparency of the Federal Reserve. Well, now they've gone one step further. The Fed issued a press release this morning announcing the launch of a Facebook page with the and I'm reading directly from the release here with the aim of increasing the accessibility and availability of Federal Reserve board news and educational content. And I I said this before we started taping. I um, I don't need this. You're outraged. I'm not I don't need this I really don't need this level of transparency from the Fed. Do you, I, do you want all. them on Twitter? I don't I just there's there's there was already a lot of of attention paid to the Fed before Bernanke did the press conferences, and certainly before they were doing Facebook. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm an investor who focuses much more on businesses and the people running those businesses and the products and services they're making and all. Like the Fed almost never factors into my thinking as an investor. So the fact that they're being even more transparent seems like an annoyance to me than it does like a, a positive. Um, and and you know Dan Boyd, our man behind the glass, sort of you know came in before we started taping and said, I think you're being a little hard on them. I think you're being a little, you know, I think this is this is this is inherently a good thing. And I and my response to that was that I I think that's just a, a reflection of how Dan is a much more generous, optimistic person than I am. An easygoing soul. Yes. Yeah. Whereas I just sort of look at this and I'm, I've pulled up the Facebook page and you know it's a nice picture of the building. It's a great building. Well, you can be, you can like the building itself, right? You can like either on the Facebook, board of governors yeah. of the Federal Reserve System that has a page, but the building itself has its own page. I, our building doesn't have its own page. You can't like our building. No, the, the Motley Fool has a Facebook page, and Motley Fool Podcast has its own group that you can join. Um, you just don't want the competition, right? I mean, like, really, you people think, should be focused that, on the podcasts and what they're. But and then if they're also liking the board of governors of the Federal Reserve, they're going to, you know, have all of their pronouncements drown you out. You think that's a lot of crossover appeal, right there? <laughs> Someone on Facebook clicking around saying, "Well, I could, I could join that Motley Fool podcast page, or I could spend some time on the Fed Federal Reserve." Right, you're page. only allowed one. <laughs> See, you that's just the use all these the likes for everything. In all, and that has no meaning. In all seriousness, because you're someone who I, is, I don't promise to go in all seriousness. <laughs> where whatever you're going, I'm, I'm going to be all serious with this question. You, you are um, someone who has been um, not only a, a, a working analyst for for two decades, but you are someone who has worked uh, in the halls of government. You worked with the SEC. Is is the uh, increase? In transparency, in the Federal Reserve that you've seen over the last, call it, 15 years, do you view that as a plus as an investor? Does that help you at all, or do you just view it as well? They can do what they want, but that really means nothing to okay. me. Okay, so the Federal Reserve, in terms of the change in interest rates, has done 
virtually nothing over the last decade, right? There's been one move since 2009. And the amount of attention paid to it has been completely disproportionate to, to the actual action. So we have had a constant live upfront uh, access to nothing for, for a very long period of time. So you can mock that. On the other hand, uh, the market volatility that is caused by uncertainty in what the Fed will do I think is is dramatically down from where it was 10 15 years ago. Now there were more moves so it was harder to predict, but there there is very little in the way of surprise that that has occurred. It's not like all these inactions over the last 10 years have come as a surprise. Well before the Fed meeting, you you can always bet with almost 100% certainty what it is they will do. So in that sense, and since the market likes certainty, and since stock prices go higher in the presence of uh, certainty and predictability, it's a good thing for holders of stocks over the last 10 years. I think that stocks are priced higher today because you can predict that interest rates will continue to be low, and a part of that is attributable to the Fed. Uh, so, you know, if you're a, if you want to be a buyer of stocks, of course, it's not as good a thing because they're they're more expensive than they otherwise might be. Do you think it's good? I mean, going back to the inactivity in terms of the Federal Reserve and how they sort of there's this media buildup and we get to it's like, are they going to raise rates? No, it's unchanged. Yeah. Do you think it's probably a good gig to be on the board? I'm not saying to be in in the main chair. I'm not saying being Janet Yellen is necessarily easy. Um, but it, it seems like if you're on the board, I don't know. I don't know what it pays, but that 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 might be a pretty sweet gig. I think it pays okay. Yeah, I think it pays okay. It's a good thing to have on the resume, on the board of, of yeah the, yeah yeah. You can get a nice job after that. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it seems don't like a, think? it seems like a nice job in and of itself. Like show you know come to DC. <laughs> what is it? Once a quarter, come to DC. Sit in a room a little, a little more often than that. Bandy, bandy about it's whether not or not just w- about the me. It's not like being on the board of of you know, your Lululemon. Lululemon. It's not like being on the board of Lululemon. No, That's you an awesome. You got to show gig. up. You got to. You definitely got to exist for one thing. You have to exist. You have to be an have actual exist. living the, human being. Actually, the first requirement <laughs> that is, you know must exist. Then they go ahead and, and make that very clear. Yeah, which Lululemon is a little bit less. Maybe clear not. About. Maybe that's not. High on the list of requirements. How long do you think you're going to drag this Lululemon thing out? I don't know. How long is CEO Lauren Potbevin going to, um, you know, keep ducking the questions about <laughs> whether or not <laughs> someone who may or may not exist actually sat on the board for a decade and collected nearly two million dollars in compensation? I don't know. I don't know. Who can answer these? Who can things? answer these questions? Here's what you can do. You can go to FoolFunds.com. You can sign up for Declarations, which is the monthly newsletter that Bill Barker and the Fool Funds team produce. It's free. They also take questions at FoolFunds.com. We do, yes. So, they're looking for questions if you want to go there. Relevant or irrelevant. Yeah. One of the things I like about Declarations, beyond the fact that it is a, it is it is always well-written, it is it always includes uh, thoughtful observations and insights about the investing world. Um, is that uh, there's almost always a curveball of some sort. There's almost always a, like, hey, here's our mailbag. And one of the questions that you guys choose to include has nothing to do with investing. 
you know, it could be Star Wars related, it could be sports related, it could be anything. Music so, related, often. M- music related, yeah. So go to foolfunds.com, check out declarations. Bill Barker, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.